The MarTech Podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything Podcast Network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. From advertising to software as a service to data, Across all of our programs and clients, we've seen a 55 to 65% open rate. Getting brands authentically integrated into content performs better than TV advertising. Typical lifespan of an article is about 24 to 36 hours. If we're reaching out to the right person with the right message and a clear call to action, then it's just a matter of timing. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. In this podcast, you'll hear the stories of world-class marketers that use technology to drive business results and achieve career success. We'll unearth the real-world experiences of some of the brightest minds in the marketing and technology space so you can learn the tools, tips, and tricks they've learned along the way. Now here's the host of the MarTech Podcast, Benjamin Shapiro. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast. I'm your host, Benjamin Shapiro. And today we're going to discuss discovering and evaluating MarTech solutions that match your business's needs. Joining us is Sean Simon, who is the co-founder of Cogent, which is a consultancy that helps brands discover emerging tech that meets their specific needs, curating and vetting solutions for the Cogent Collective. And today, Sean and I are going to discuss discovering MarTech solutions that solve your actual problems. All right, here's the first part of my conversation with Sean Simon, the co-founder of Cogent. Sean, welcome to the MarTech Podcast. Thanks, Benjamin. I'm excited to be here. Appreciate it. Excited to have you on the show. Always nice to have a, a listener of the podcast on the show. I appreciate you reaching out. You're a, a man of many talents and a man of a lot of experience when it comes to evaluating, implementing, choosing the right MarTech solutions. You've done this for a whole bunch of brands. So give me the secret sauce here. What are the right ways that you can match the right MarTech solutions to your specific company's needs? Yeah, there's not really any magic. I think it's just a matter of understanding what is the business problem brands are trying to solve for and, and making sure they ask the right questions of the vendors. And in my experience prior to starting this business, and even I see it today, brands don't know the right questions to ask when they're in market for technology because they don't have the experience in that space that the vendors do. And so a lot of times they let vendors drive the conversation, which can be good or it could be bad. And so we help them navigate those conversations to make sure they're asking the right questions and they're not getting fleeced by any salespeople. I was just having a conversation with one of my clients on the podcast production side of our house that I hear everything. And they were telling me that they do all of their prospecting that is founder led or the president of their agency goes out, sources the deals and tries to close them themselves. They don't have a CRM. It's all done in their heads. And I was like, okay, you guys have a serious business problem. You cannot expand the pace of growth because you just don't have enough people doing outreach. You don't have a sales team and you're restricted by two people that have a ton of work on their plate to go grow your business. And I was like, all right, a CRM, like that's the right solution. Here's a discrete problem that has a technology stack that will help you. I feel like that's one way to go find a MarTech tool. We've got a problem. Let's go find a technology solution. The other one is sort of an industry problem led. Hey, 
CDPs that are built on top of your data warehouse are the newest thing in MarTech. And you may already have a CDP, but the solution you have is now a legacy solution. So you need to rip out all the guts and plug in new ones. How do you decide whether you need to be solution specific or try to stay with what's happening in the industry to make sure you don't fall behind? It really depends on the brand. And so the first thing that I'll do when I speak to one of our members, and for the record, our members tend to be either marketers or e-commerce leaders on the brand side or the agency side. And then the other side is the tech vendors. And a lot of times the buyers on the brand side, they're trying to solve a specific problem and they think that the best way to solve it is by X, right? A CDP. And so what we try to make sure of when we start that conversation with the buyer is, is it truly the need? Do they truly need a CDP or can it be solved with a CRM or something that layers in on the CDP, right? And sometimes they really do and sometimes they don't. So we try to really get at the heart of what is the pain that they're trying to solve for and then guide them down the right path. CDPs is a really interesting one because I'm not sure if you brought it up on purpose, but there's hundreds of them. And there's companies that call themselves CDPs, which aren't really CDPs and vice versa. So we help our brands navigate those vendors and figure out what's the best solution for them based on, again, that specific need that they have. There's understanding whether you need to be ahead of trend or solution agnostic. And there's also the problem of right-sizing for your business. I'll go away from CDPs because I don't think everyone truly needs a CDP if you're an early stage startup or if you're a sole proprietorship, you probably don't need a CDP. I don't think I need a CDP. I do need CRM, Pipedrive, HubSpot, Salesforce. There's all sorts of different flavors of solution. How do you try to figure out what is the right size solution and what you should be paying when you're buying a new tech stack? Look, I think a lot of times on the brand side, it really depends on where your business is at from a revenue standpoint. What can you justify spending on, right? We deal more with B2C brands than we do B2B. So it's a little bit different when it comes to the CRM. Although we just signed a new partner that we started working with this week and they don't have a CRM. So they were looking at HubSpot, but it was too expensive. And then they were looking at another CRM that I never heard of that was probably free or very inexpensive, but it probably wasn't something they could grow into. It was probably too small for where they're at. So we're going to help them find a middle ground based on what they can afford and something that will make it easier for them to transition up to a HubSpot in a year or so when they have more revenue. So I think it's just a matter of right-sizing it based on revenue. Unpaid promotion. I've been using Pipedrive. It's $12 a month. Maybe it's 18 for now. And look, I'm a borderline sole proprietor, small company, and it's been great. And we've had no problems scaling with it. As we're talking about CRMs, I've always found that to be a scalable solution for businesses. My side, you mentioned HubSpot and even going into Salesforce. Often what's happening is you're starting with hopefully a right size tool and expanding at what point do you think about expanding beyond your existing tech stack? And what are some of the tricks to not let your business suffer while you're going through a migration from your early stage sized tool to your mid-stage or enterprise grade solution? Honestly, it's not a problem that we come across too often on the BDC side, right? Like I said, our members, what we call the coaching collective, they tend to be from brands or agencies. And so we deal with marketing and e-commerce. And with marketing, it's usually just test into the marketing channel, whether it's audio or social or video or display. They don't need to stop what they're doing to test into a new one. 
On the e-commerce side, it can be a little bit more challenging if you're working with a personalization tool on the website and they're not meeting your needs, then you have to find a way for them to test into a new solution without investing a boatload of money or ripping out what they're working with until they're sure the new solution is the right one. So we work with the vendors and the brands to figure out, okay, well, how do we test? Because if they already have a solution, they're not just going to rip and replace until you've proven yourself. And to be fair, even if they don't have a solution, we think they should find a way to test. Right? How do you do it on a small enough scale that's not going to cost you a lot of money? It's not going to put your business in jeopardy, but you're going to get enough learning that you can make a good decision for your business. A special thanks to our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, the marketing mixed modeling platform that makes measuring ROI fast, easy, and cost-effective. Request a demo at mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Time for a one-minute break to hear from our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. In 1919, John Wanamaker said, half the money I spend on advertising is wasted. I just don't know which half. Well, the advertising landscape has changed since then, and instead of reaching your audience on two channels, you're probably reaching them on 20. Turns out John didn't know how easy he had it. But that doesn't mean that you should give up on striving towards marketing effectiveness. No matter how complex your marketing strategy is, Mutinex Growth OX is the market mix modeling platform that measures the impact of marketing on your bottom line. Mutinex's market mix modeling platform calibrates your insights against the latest market conditions so you can make media and marketing investment decisions confidently and quickly. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, your best decision starts here. To learn more about Mutinex, go to mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Okay, here's the rest of today's interview. In some cases, you can definitely test new vendors, new channels, new technologies, point solutions. And sometimes you really do have to rip and replace. And that can be one of the most challenging times for a marketer where you're basically trying to I hate this metaphor, but fly the airplane while you're building it. You know, that's the old startup metaphor. You're trying to get off the lifeboat to a bigger boat in the middle of a storm. And that can be one of the more challenging times as a marketer because you don't know if you could trust your data. You don't know what to rely on, the old solution, the new solution. The trials and tribulations of being a marketer changing their MarTech stack are long and distinguished. The other thing I wanted to ask you as you think about moving to different technologies, different solutions, different ways of doing business, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention artificial intelligence in every single podcast this year. It is the headline. It is the body. It is the conclusion of what is happening this year. How are you advising the Cogent Collective to start thinking about not only the tool set, but the ways that they can implement artificial intelligence into their regular workflow? Yeah, it's interesting because to your point, as soon as ChatGPT4 came out, all of a sudden, everyone was, we're an AI tool. Even our own partners started using AI like we never heard before, but their product didn't change. They just started, oh, we had AI. We just didn't call it that because it wasn't commonplace. And now everyone's using AI. So I think it's overused already and people are getting burned out from the term AI. 
So again, I think it always comes back down to what is the problem you're trying to solve for and can it be solved with some technology that leverages AI to get the job done better and faster? When you're trying to figure out what solution or what vendor is the best solution for your problem, you have to ask the right questions. And from my experience, especially since we started Cogent three and a half years ago, brands in particular don't know the right questions to ask. So what happens or what we saw happen was they let the vendor drive the conversation. They choose the vendor they think is the right fit. And then they are regretting it in six months because that vendor can't help them grow to the next level. And so they're ripping them out and they're replacing them. And we're trying to help them ask all the right questions up front. Sometimes that includes AI. We think we can use AI ourselves to help them find the best solutions out of the gate so they're not replacing their partners every six to 12 months. So there isn't one answer to tell them how to use AI. It's just a matter of, again, what is the problem you're trying to solve for and what's the best way to do it? In terms of artificial intelligence for this year, I feel like it is at a bare minimum in the R&D phase. And I could speak to how we've started to implement artificial intelligence into our solution. And a lot of it had to do with I'm testing tools. I'm trying to figure out how to connect Monday.com, which is our production backend, into Zapier and then get Zapier to feed into ChatGPT and then return it back to a Google Doc, which feeds back to Monday, you know, like just figuring out if I can build the plumbing. And then once I started working on that, now all of a sudden I can start to think about different use cases to get from triggers within our process to creating a useful output. So I think that the reason why I bring this up is not like, oh, hey, we figured everything out. It's that the phase that I feel like most marketers are in right now is a test and learn more than it is an implement. You should be spending some time figuring out how the tools work and if they are useful for you because there's so many tools that are out there right now. I'll just stop and let you respond to that. There is a lot of tools out there and you have to figure out which ones are right for your business and which ones are just sort of gray, right? Which ones are just sort of throwing out the word AI or they're doing something that you were doing already. Now they're calling it AI. We set out earlier this year to build a platform to make the discovery process easier for buyers to discover technologies that fit their needs. And when we thought about it initially, end of last year, earlier this year, it was all about categories, subcategories, and then here's some vendors, ask some questions. But then as AI became more prevalent, we said, okay, actually this can be done better. Let's use artificial intelligence to say, okay, you know you need a solution to solve a problem, but you also know what you have in your tech stack, right? And you also know other criteria that you have to meet for a solution. Can we build a tool that allows you to put all of these things together and then say, these are the best vendors for that problem based on your current structure so that you, know, you don't choose a vendor that then requires you to rip another vendor out and replace that vendor like you were talking about earlier with CRMs. If you choose the right vendor out of the gate, then you can connect it to all your other systems. Using AI to source your AI tools is fully AI meta at this point. We're full circle. Sure, you can go that way too. <laughs> Last question I have for you today, you mentioned a couple different times, brands don't know how to ask the right questions. What are the most common questions they're not asking that you think they should be? So an example might be, going back to the CDP, they might not be asking questions that will become relevant to them in six months. They're really focused on a pain they're trying to solve for today and not six to 12 months from now because they don't understand how CDPs work and the value they'll bring and other considerations that will come into play as they mature with that technology. And the vendors know because they built the roadmap 
they know what their product is meant to do long-term and they can help guide the buyer down the right path. Now, every vendor is gonna try and drive a buyer down their own path. So the buyers need help deciphering what's important to them. And that's where we come in. When you're choosing a MarTech tool, often we're pain point led. Some of the times we're influenced by our peer group and the industry at large. Oh my God, everybody's going to native data warehouse CDP. I should probably think about getting one of those before I'm left in the dust. Everybody's using artificial intelligence. Maybe I should look into that too. In reality, you're not just solving for today's pain point, whether you're being industry-led, whether you're being pain point-oriented and looking for point solutions. You need to think more than just the short term. You need to stop and think about what your current problems are. And then as you solve them, what are some other potential problems that might arise? Is the technology solution that I'm implementing going to help me solve this problem today, my problem in six months from now, and even my problem from a year? You need to plan to make a plan. You're thinking about what your solutions are for right now to solve your immediate problems. You'll also need to be forward-looking and think about what resources you're going to need and how you're going to evaluate the tool's success. And that's what we're going to talk about in tomorrow's episode. So that wraps up this episode of the MarTech Podcast. Thanks to Sean Simon, the co-founder of Cogent, for joining us. Join us again tomorrow when Sean and I continue our conversation by talking about how you can evaluate your MarTech solutions for your business's specific needs. If you can't wait until our next episode and you'd like to learn more about Sean, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact him on Twitter. His handle is ssimon71. That's S-S-I-M-O-N, the number seven, the number one. Or you can visit his company's website, which is becogent.co, B-E-C-O-G-E-N-T.co. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to martechpod.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can also subscribe to our weekly newsletter and you can even apply to be the next guest speaker on the MarTech Podcast. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is MarTechPod, M-A-R-T-E-C-H-P-O-D on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Or you can contact me directly. My handle is Ben J. Shap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of marketing and technology knowledge in your podcast feed, we're going to publish an episode every day this year. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, my advice is to just focus on keeping your customers happy. Thanks for listening to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. Looking to launch or scale a podcast like this one for your brand? Then visit IHearEverything.com.